When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sorry, good afternoon, good afternoon, Charmers. Welcome back to another episode of the Charming Libra. I'm your host, Tasha. Happy Moon's Day slash Monday, guys. You know, the moon rules Monday. And so this is like the day that I love to just kind of be in flow, letting my intuition just move me. And I'm seriously loving this way of living by, you know, the seasons, eating by the seasons and you know, um, enjoying myself, uh, with just letting my, you know, letting my intuition lead the, lead the way. I feel like it works very well for me. Like I've let it lead the way throughout this whole day. Um, and I've been eating amazing, uh, like very healthy. I created a ju a smoothie for myself on Saturday because I wasn't really feeling good. I wasn't really feeling nice. And I wanted to, I made a smoothie called the love yourself smoothie and it really helps soothe my stomach and you know like all that stuff really made me feel better and confident because I ate in the colors of the chakras that I felt like were in need of some love which was the heart chakra and my solar plexus um I um also on the weekend went to a gym show with my friends uh, I like to call it the JEM show, not saying, and I'm not trying to bash it, but there was quite a few vendors. I'm shocked that was able to get in there that had a lot of fake shit. And so that shit wasn't cool because, you know, I went there with the intention of business stuff, you know, like I wanted to find some goodies for you guys. And, um, unfortunately I only got carnelian pendant, uh, that I'm going to wrap after this while watching Anola Holmes. <laughs> but, um, I'm going to do that. And then, um, I got some stuff for myself, which is a beautiful tiger's eye pendant. I've been feeling really connected with tiger's eye lately because I, you know, my solar plexus is just, it's, it's out of whack and I'm needing that confident boost. Like, um, if you, if you're having issues with confidence and stuff like that, please don't hesitate to use tiger's eye. Like I, there's a reason why I've been kind of connected to it for the last, I would say like few months, I had a bracelet that was a tiger's eye, but I don't know what the fuck happened to it. I, I, I'm sure it's somewhere in here. Um, I just have so many crystals and I've re recently actually had to put some in the bin because I just don't even have enough room at this point. So that's why kind of why I didn't go ape shit at the show, but I did get myself a beautiful white aragonite. Me and my friend got an amazing deal on those and they were pretty good pieces, uh, from a man who owned a mine in Mexico 
And he actually gave me that and the Dandabarite, um, for 80 bucks, which was fucking amazing. It was actually over, um, $200, but he just gave us a deal and her piece is even bigger than mine. And he gave it to her for the same amount. So that, that was a score for us. And we all like got things that we felt connected to. And that thing really connects well to me. White Aragonite is a healing stone. I know, I don't know much about it. Lately, I've been making sure you guys know that I don't read too much about crystals when I'm going to go buy some because I felt like it was taking away from my experience. Like I wasn't allowing my intuition to choose or I wasn't allowing the crystal to really communicate with me because I would already have in mind like, oh, I'm going to get this because it's for this. Okay, that's great. But not saying not judging anyone else who does that because trust me, I mean, it's it's nice to kind of know what you're looking at. But make sure you're touching them. At least for me, I have to touch them. That's how I know, you know, that it wants to work with me because I will feel its energy. I will feel, uh, you know, all of its warmth and, you know, like whatever it is, I just would feel it and it's hard to explain. But that's how I know that this is a crystal that wants to work with me. And so that's how I do it. I'm very clairsentient. I'm very sensitive to energies and crystals is one of them. Very huge for me. Um, if you haven't listened to the episode, of course, I, I was told that crystal healing would be the way of me to create abundance. And that is through my jewelry because, um, in my past lives, I have been a healer and I've been a crystal healer. Um, and crystals really connect with me and I, am really good at understanding them, which everything came out true. If you haven't heard that episode, it's just like a little kind of about me episode of like finding out some things through some readers, which I've never had the experience with. These people didn't know me. I didn't have crystals on or no, nothing like that for them to be like, Oh, you're a crystal, you know? But, um, yeah, so it was pretty amazing, pretty amazing that these people knew everything about me. They don't know me from dirt. So that's what made me like, wow, these people really are connected. So, um, and I got one reading for free, so it's not like they were, it was about money or anything. So that was awesome. But, um, speaking of that, um, the Scorpio, um, the Scorpio collection is officially live on my Etsy shop. Um, it is basically, um, everything's wrapped in 14 K to, um, 14K gold filled and 925 silver. High quality stones, you guys. This is would be an amazing time to, if you know crystal lovers in your life, to purchase that for a Christmas gift. Even if you yourself is that, these are high quality pendants. It's not like the shit that I had before. Um, so um, I hope you guys, you know, take a look. Uh, you know, support my little business, <laughs> support your girl, you know. I have some beautiful stones up there. I have fire agate and it's not the fucking bullshit. It's the actual one that looks like molted lava is stuck in there. Um, I have um, one carnelian. I have morganite. I have onyx. I have seraphonite. Seraphonite's very hard thing to get you guys now because um, I know one of my vendors said uh, some of it comes from Russia and Ukraine, like those kind of areas. So it's very hard to get out of that kind of stuff. So the prices for it has shot up. So, um, if you haven't been seeing any and beware of fakes, mine is real. So if you're looking for a pendant for that, that's a perfect 
stone to where if you are in like your dark feminine era, all that kind of stuff, um, wonderful for spirituality. This is great stone to connect with the angels as well. Um, it literally looks like little angel feathers are stuck in it. It's a very beautiful stone. It's actually one I wanted to keep for myself. Um, I have a purple lab, uh, labradorites. I think I said a mazonite, um, Laramar and some other stuff. There's still home decor. So please give it a look. Uh, that's Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy, A-L-A-R-I-E-S-K-Y-E Jewelry. Please make sure you go to the Etsy.com to look for my store. If you type it in in Google, it will not show up. And so with that said, um, I also joined Tidu. So if you were looking for like Moldavite, which I have a piece of Moldavite there that's hella cheap. It's, I think it's only 50 or $55. Um, and I put some of the stuff that didn't sell up there um, last time, just only like, I want to say like five or six pieces uh, that were pretty good quality. Um, they were, nothing's higher than 55 or everything's either like 20 to 55 and most of it's 20 to 25. So those are great gifts if you also want to purchase, if you're on Tidu. So give it a look. It's Alari Sky Jewelry still, but just without the E because I only had to put an E um, on Etsy because when I first made that, I actually made that in 2018. I just never did anything with it. I just wanted to save the name. And um, I just put an E at the end of Sky at the time, but I had officially known that I want Sky to have no E on it. And since that's Etsy, I didn't give a damn. <laughs> and on other platforms, it's uh, Sky with no E, so... Um, yeah, it's a Lari Sky Jewelry on Tidu. Um, I'm trying out that platform to see how it works because I would like to not have to put like my prices extremely crazy up there. Cause see, I was able to lower the prices on the other one on Tidu because they don't take, um, they don't take fees. Um, Etsy rapes with so many fees that you have to kind of, unless for you to see money, um, you have to really make sure you kind of add in some things and I, I have free shipping. So anything you buy up there, it's free shipping because shipping was raping people. And I didn't like seeing like, especially some of you guys like to, um, message me up there and tell me things you like about the show or how much you like the show and, or you'll buy something up there. And then I would feel like shit when you buy something, let's say for, $55 or $70 and you're paying like a hundred and something bucks after fucking taxes and you live in the United States. And I'm like, no, that's why I put free shipping on. I was like, I'm not having my customers get raped for that. Like hell no. So, um, and I shouldn't have said the R word. That's so rude. So I, I apologize for that. Um, I really do. I apologize for that. But, um, I just didn't like, I didn't like, how they were like basically doing that to you guys. And, um, I didn't, you know, I don't want people to think that, whoa, her prices are horrible because of it. no, it's just like the fees, like the little fees I have to add into the price, um, and all that stuff. So, um, it's still like fairly decent prices for the quality gems and wire wrapping that you guys are getting. So please consider my little shop. But you guys, I'm up here because holy moly, Scorpio season is almost done. It is almost done. <laughs> and um, I feel like that is why um, like some of the stuff I've been having, like some anxiety issues and stuff like that. And it's because like I'm kind of like, you know, 
Scorpio season is bringing shit up that I didn't realize I was doing and you know it's part of the transformation and all that stuff and this kind of energy is going to last for I think they said till April um so that'll be the next uh, eclipse season as well so uh it's just I have to ride the wave just make sure I'm taking care of myself physically mentally you guys know that when it comes to fucking earth signs, I don't know what the fuck it is, but it, they just, anything, I don't care if it's the fucking season or like an eclipse, it just fucks me up. Like Taurus, especially Taurus and um, Capricorn season is usually when I have the worst health. Virgo at one point too, but I, have a, I had a great Virgo this time. This is the first time I had a wonderful Virgo um, season, but usually it's been Taurus and Capricorn somewhat um and even Aries in there just uh, like uh, the April Aries part not May but um no not really Aries it's, that's um still um Taurus so yeah Taurus Taurus season and fucking Capricorn season or anything that has like a hardcore energy with it it just fucks me up mentally and physically so that's why I want to I have to make sure that in these kind of energies I really take care of myself because if not, I just end up like at one point I thought I had to go to the ER. I'm not kidding. And I was just like, I, I have to really make sure I'm on the ball like I was in fucking Virgo season, really like planning and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, Scorpio season is almost over and I'm kind of glad only because you guys know I have lots of Scorpios in my life. So I haven't had a break with birthdays or gifts. And don't get me wrong, I like celebrating it, but gifts are not cheap. And I love to do things, you know, for uh, people. So, um, and plus all these dinners, we've been going out to eat. So that's also why I feel like my health, like nutrition wise, hasn't been great. Because I've been celebrating every single week, ever since Scorpio season started. I have had a birthday every fucking week. I am not kidding. So um, it's just been a lot of celebration and a lot of eating out and hanging out and even drinking, you guys, I've been kind of like getting a little lit, not like crazy, but I'll have like two or uh, two or three alcoholic bev uh, beverages sometimes. And that's not good for like what I'm like working on, especially for my tummy. So that's why I'm like, I want to get out of that season because at least Sagittarius season's a little more calm. Like my sister is a Sagittarius. So she's like her, my, um, one of my best friends and I think I have a few, like very few Sagittarius friends, but, uh, definitely more calm than Scorpio season, which is hella family, hella in-laws, um, hella friends, <laughs> you know, all of that stuff. So yeah, but I'm here because I wanted to, I want to make sure that the Scorpios get the rest of their seasons done, Scorpio moons. But of course, this one is for the Scorpio man and woman sign in mind. So you guys know kind of how they think and how the sign works and all that good stuff. So uh, I wanted to do this and then probably like in the next few days, I'm going to be doing the Scorpio uh, moon sex and relationship. Oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, so that everything is peachy keen because again, I'll be hanging out with some friends celebrating birthdays this weekend. Um, as well as me and my husband will be hanging out, um, even though he has to work, but we do have some plans to probably do some things like either afterwards or the day before I'm, I have to get my hair done and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, 
Anyways, let's go ahead and jump into it. So it says Scorpio is the only sign in the Zodiac to be co-ruled by two planets, Mars and Pluto, the influence of which manifests in equal shares, packing a constant uh, one-two punch in, in his approach to life. Mars is a solitary ruler of the Zodiac's first sign of Aries, followed by the Venus governed Taurus. Here in the second half of the zodiacal wheel, we see the flip side of the pattern. Libra, a masculine sign like Aries, is ruled by delicate Venus, followed by Scorpio, a feminine sign propelled in part by Macho Mars. So again, you guys, I, um, I know a lot of people mainly focus on Plutonian energy for Scorpio, but please don't forget that this plant, this sign is ruled by Mars as well. So, you know, a lot of people are always like, you know, Scorpio should be a fire sign, this and that. That is why they do have fiery attitudes because they have two, you know, planets ruling them. And, um... If you think about it, Pluto is always more of the mysterious side of um, Scorpio. It's the side that really, I feel like, cost, like really enhances their mysteriousness, their, you know, digging of the deep, going really deep into like the emotions, um, even intuition, to be honest, intuitions, psych, you know, psychic, psychic abilities, because Pluto likes to dig deep and then reveal and, um, that's what Scorpio does. And, but people forget their little fiery, like, don't take shit, get shit done kind of like, um, attitude, like they're the sign of power and control. And I feel like the power part, I feel like comes from Mars and I feel like the controlling part comes from Pluto. So anyways, let's go ahead and jump back in. So it says, so just as in Libra where Venus is feminine subjective, View is cast outward into the visible objective, masculine, a world of appearances, giving rise to conceptual thoughts such as the branding of art and other ideals and aesthetics. In the sign of Scorpio, the opposite is true. Mars's masculine objective view is plunged inward into the unseen subjective feminine realm of mystery. Engendering investigative thought, science, and other such deductive systems for uncovering nature's secrets. Just as Libra, regardless of profession, approaches existence as a zodiac's artist, Scorpio meets it as astrology's scientist, philosopher, or detective. He finds it impossible to simply accept life, especially its arbitrarily assigned pleasure. Without a leash trying to uncover some inherent meaning, Little wonder that the sign presides over the eighth astrological house, which is concerned with, among others, things, regeneration, sleep, regeneration of the body, sex, regeneration of the species, and death, a possible regeneration of the soul. Some of, the, some of life's greatest mysteries, most notably, it is also the house of one's indwelling of spiritual being. And indeed, it is at this level of self that the Scorpio lives as he is concerned with the uncovering of his own secrets and hidden desires not content to distract himself with what he considers a, fat, a fatuous, a fatuous, I think, fatuous, um, participation in external frivolity. He's just as soon be alone, although he never quite manages to escape feelings of loneliness. 
So, you know, Scorpio is ruled by the eighth house. Eighth house is not a joke. It's also the house of inheritance as well, like money and everything. So like, while you know, Taurus, you know, rules the finance house of two, you know, of how, you know, like getting money and all that stuff and finances, you know, um, Scorpio rules, you know, inheritances, like things that you get, like when people either pass or all that kind of stuff or whatever, you know, you have waiting for you kind of in the like deep of the void until you like, it comes like to figure, but, um, it's a very powerful house. It's actually one of the uh, houses of health in medical astrology. I know most people only know the six houses being the house of health, but in medical astrology, the houses of health are the first house, the sixth house, the eighth house, and the twelfth house. Of course, sixth house is really big in medical astrology because it is the natural house of health, but it is as well as the eighth, the first, and the twelfth. So, um, yeah, but okay, let's go ahead and jump in. I actually have an eighth house moon. Yeah, I know. Like it's, it makes everything even more, it makes everything even more deep in my opinion, deep and 10 times more emotional in my opinion. Anyways, like every fixed sign, the second in a trail that make up each of the Zodiac's four quadrants, Scorpio can be seen as responding to the excess of the rather opposite sign that precedes it. Libra in a sort of point counterpoint relationship whereas Libra male is the personification of the formal Apollinonian uh, principle in the zodiac Scorpio represents what is best deemed the Synthonian principle Synthonia and Synthonios being suffixes meaning uh, subterranean which were attached to the names of goddesses or gods, respectively, to indicate their underworld aspect. In her book, Sexual Persona, Camilla Paglia recognizes that the Synthonian is indeed the opposite of the Apollonian, using the term to substitute for the Dysonian principle, itself long held to be the antithesis of the Apollonian. In astrological terms, she's only half right. Logic does indeed dictate that the Synthonian subterranean principle would be the opposite of the Apollonian percept, uh, except the Synthonian and the the Dionysian, oh my gosh, this is annoying, cannot be used interchangeably as they present two distinct cosmic energies the latter corresponding, as we'll see most specifically, to the male sign of Sagittarius. In fact, and Scorpio man loves this brand of discovery, our interpretation of the Zodiac reveals that, contrary to age-old scholarly belief, the Dysonian principle isn't the opposite of the Apollonian at all, but rather a synthesis of Apollonian and Synthonian energies, just as Sagittarius is an amalg- amalgam as all mutable signs are, of the two signs that preceded on the wheel, thus wrapping up a particular astrological quadrant. In this case, the light and dark signs of Libra and Scorpio. Scorpio's Synthonian nature not only dictate his specific approach to life's mysteries, his inherent need for proof, but it also points to his signature self-indulgence. That which is going on inside of Scorpio is truly all that matters to him. So, um, as much as people want to be like, oh, Scorpios, um, you know, they worry about other people and 
I almost want to laugh because I don't think I've ever heard this from anybody, but some, some people who seem to be pro water science and they shit on everyone else because it's like, they assume that no one else in the Zodiac wheel has emotions or feelings. And we all do. Of course we all fucking do, but we all express them in different ways. Right. And so I feel like people who are pro water signs, I've seen this where they're like, oh, well, um, us water signs are just the most magical and this and this. And, you know, we care about others. We always give to others. Uh, 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 not all the time. Um, I see this more so with, um, Pisces and Cancer, but Scorpio, honey, and don't get me wrong, my husband's actually one of the uh, anomalies, and but that's because he also has like a Virgo Venus, so that expresses with how he shows love that he likes to do things for others, but he can go in his mode where it's all about him, and I see many Scorpios like that who do that too. They they can be caring, not saying they don't do any of that shit, but Scorpios really are kind of a me myself and I kind of type of thing, you know. Um, they are Mars ruled, you know, that's kind of like, uh, Aries where they're more of the me, myself, and I Scorpio has some of that shit too. Um, so it says, um, his own subjective nature becomes the prime objective. The only fact of life truly worth noting in the fixed water sign of Scorpio, assertive Mars energy is rigidly rooted in all realms that the feminine element of water would suggest emotion. The subconscious intuition mystery fiery Mars locked in on the sub subterranean level makes for a masked aggressive personality. So yes. Yeah, so again, Scorpios are not loud with their anger unless you get them to explode. Of course, um, like Aries is no honey, they mask that shit. So a lot of the times you can't tell what the fuck a Scorpio is feeling. They can be fucking hurt at the moment. They can be pissed. They can be everything, but they are good at controlling their fucking emotions to the point where you don't know what the fuck these fuckers are thinking. And that is dangerous because you don't know where to go from there. You don't know if this motherfucker is about to hit you or if they're going to retaliate on you. And most of them retaliate on you. They don't really have to fight people all the time because they will get you in another way where you will never be able to recover from that shit or you will be in complete shock. So... Yeah, I know. I've seen it. I'm surrounded. You guys know this. So I've just seen all different sorts of types of, you know, Scorpios, especially with their um, other, you know, like charts and stuff um, in play. Okay. Excuse me. So, yeah, for a mass aggressive personality and potentially an explosive one, they, they will get you. It also points directly to the sign's secondary ruler, Pluto, named for the Roman god of the underworld, Greek Hades. The planet controls unseen Theothian forces on both the macrocosmic and microcosmic levels. Pluto is associated with the regenerative forces in the universe, such as cell growth or root functions in the natural world. The Scorpion Eighth House also governs growth via elimination, which is akin to a plant losing its foliage so to revert energy to its roots from which new from which from whence new growth might stem scorpio is of course an ornamental sign corresponding to such occurrences 
The planet Pluto functions very much like the planet Mars, but on an underground level. In any case, their combination is a coal rulership. It's cl- clearly an organic leak, link. So like I mentioned earlier, Mars is very loud with their shit and Pluto ain't. Pluto will sneak by and you won't even notice until it's just like, bam, bitch, you know, like in your face. So it actually, like it said, works very well together. Very well, because you have a planet that just is very powerful, very unseen and hidden. And then you have another one that's like kind of like the mascot of this bitch, making you think like, oh, you know, what's on my mind. You know what I'm going to do. But ha ha ha, you know, my homeboy Pluto is right behind me, baby. You ain't going to see shit, you know, so (laughs) it's very interesting. And then you can also really use this as, um, knowing kind of, um, even though the Scorpio moon is more on the expressive emotional side, it still kind of helps you learn how this works because it's going to be pretty much the same thing except in a moon sign. So to me, this means that when it comes to your emotions and how it's talking about that with Scorpio, it's going to be like doubled that because it's in the moon. So also make sure you're kind of like keeping that aware Um, Okay, so one sees the same connection in mythology as Hades Pluto dressed in black armor and helmet of of invincibility is an underground version of Ares Mars, the war god, war and death being thus connected. But in this link, paradox abounds revealing the kinds of mysteries Scorpio men find so fascinating. Mars, though mythically symbolic of war, is the primary life force in the zodiacal system. As if to say that life is a war of survival. Likewise, Pluto, the mythological personification of death, is astrologically associated with regeneration of life. Scorpio man seems to embrace this paradoxical understanding as his way in life to embody gloom as a, as a means of transcendence. Finding positive thinking to be Pollyannish. Poly, drivel he tramples rose-colored optimism underfoot and approaches existence from the depart departure point of pessimism and nihilism on this premise that from there life can only get better the difference between scorpio and libra is like night and day the often dilentantish libran male in particular is always looking on the right side to the exclusion in scorpio's view of life's harsher realities and hidden landmines. <clears throat> he such characters. He sees such characters as whistling in the graveyard via their superficial interest and social distraction, instead of focusing on facing one's demons of fear, failure, and self-loathing in particular. Such remaining in light, Scorpio feels is being blinded by optimism, and only casts a wretched shadow. Just as the Libran god of light archetype Apollo has his own shadow self. Python, the god of the pit, often uttered in the same breath, Apolly, Apollo Python, so too is the scorpion male, a pure embodiment of that darker archetype. So Scorpio is more of a realist, in my opinion, um, compared to Libra energy. And I'm just being honest because I am one that I'm someone that would, it's okay to be optimistic, but don't allow it to fake you out pretty much don't let your optimism get to the point like let's say um okay let's say your house is on fire right okay so 
let's put a Libra and a Scorpio there. And I'm just, of course, I'm sure they both will react in a better way, but let's say the Libra's there and, and, and we're like, they're like, oh my gosh, the house is on fire, right? The Libra is someone that's like, oh my gosh, you know what? We're going to get through this. This will be fine. You know, oh my gosh, we, we'll just get a new house and all this stuff. Scorpio, on the other hand, is like, bitch, look what you're like, look what you're seeing. The house is on fucking fire. Like, let's do something about it. Let's not sit there and put on rose colored glasses and make a positive situation out of it. They're going to try to fucking, you know, put the fire out and fucking go from there. You know what I mean? Like they, they see the fire, the house is on fire as the house is on fire. Shit is about to get fucked up. But then we have to basically make a plan to, you know, get a new house and all this stuff. The Libra on their hand is just like, Oh, you know what? The house is on fire, but let's just let, let's just let it burn. You know, we just got to get a new house. It's, you know, this means something. This is, you know, this is okay. And it's not like a situation like that. You, you cannot stay optimistic about your fucking house burning down, losing everything. And I don't know if that was a good enough, like, (laughs) you know, um, example, but it's just like, I, I know like myself as a Libra son, Um, I just, sometimes I would be too optimistic to where something would blow up in my face and I'm like, fuck, like I should have just accepted that that's how it is. And just, that's it. You know what I mean? You can't make optimism out of everything. Sometimes you just have to be a fucking realist and just allow yourself to feel and be like, well, fuck, you know, it's not the way it is. It didn't come out that way, you know, deal with it, move on from there, be better. You know what I mean? To me, I feel like sometimes the Libran aspect can really um, kind of fuck that up. You know what I mean? So anyways, it's the same in biblical terms. Lucifer, the light bringer, when cast into the Synthonian pit becomes Satan, the serpent, the snake, the dragon, the spider, the phoenix and sphinx, and of course the scorpion are all dark. If not outright creepy symbols associated with Scorpio, distinguish as it is in the Zodiac for having a range of totems. Fittingly, Scorpio focuses on the dark, unseen realities of life, often wallowing in outright negativity in hopes of attracting a reverse shadow light into his life. His sign's motto is, I desire, pointing not to mere want or will, or will but deeper, often darker hidden yearnings that are daunting, if not most dreadful to embrace. And the Scorpio view, a life of quiet desperation is the, re- is the di- direct result of not owning up to one's true desires or facing repre- repressed psychological issues. So this is huge for Scorpio. Like anyone who's a Scorpio, please know that if you don't express your desires, sometimes they're not going to happen. And then that's why you end up kind of like sulking and depressed and like, nothing never happens for me because you're not really expressing and really moving toward your desires. Like that really kind of hit me when it said that the Scorpio model is I desire because that is, that's, that's deeper than I want or I need. That's, you know, a really like a bottom of the pit, like thing to really deal with. Like when you desire something, it's more than just a want. It's like almost something that's, needed for you to almost survive. You know what I mean? Like it's something you just really like are passionate about, you know? 
So uh, be careful with that. It says the problem is it's painful for most people to connect with, let alone admit what they truly hunger for in life. And yet it is through such an absolute commitment to deep desire, shutting the doors to all the so-called easier ways in life that one may find exaltation, glory, and distinction. At least that's the way Scorpio sees it. Still, there's a price to pay. This dedicated life requires blocking out all distractions, which is exactly what Scorpio accomplishes with his seemingly anti-social behavior. Still, in so doing, he runs the risk of becoming a, a, a vicious black hole, a fate that he can never fully escape. In what might come as news to even the super sleuth Scorpio, his main concern in life is not to create bad karma or for the matter, any karma at all. Immediately preceding Scorpio man on the astrological wheel is Libra woman, the lady of scales who is the embodiment of karmic law. Scorpio's placement after her suggests that he would seek to transcend this law of karma and so he does. First, in his avoidance of undue personal interaction, he limits his capacity to cause and affect the flow of others' lives as well as their ability to influence his own. Next, by facilitating on his own truest yearnings, always seeking to focus energy inward in hopes of excavating personal truths, Scorpio avoids the trap of creating increased suffering, regret, resentment, repression as a result of having expectations from or smiling tap dancing for others. Sure, he may meet with disappointment, fear, and anguish, demons that surround his desires like a dragon guarding its treasure. But by facing such feelings, he might slay them. In so doing, he hopes to feel redeemed. And as the poets and philosophers have long had, it, it, is, it is via redemption that one escapes the, inter- the external or infernal, depending how you look at it, karmic wheel. Like Orpheus, the the quintessential Scorpion male figure whose descent into into and deliverance from Hades' underworld realm is a symbol of redemption Scorpio espouses uh, to hell and back model of existence. Orphic writes a precursor of the Christian sacraments prescribed set ascetic rules and acts to be followed to escape the cycle of life and death. Orpheus' rescue of Eurydice, the goddess of the karmic wheel, is an enactment of this escape in allegorical form. And as anyone intimately equated with him would readily admit, nobody is more ritualistically set in his way than the Scorpio Scorpio man. The whole of his existence, he feels, is a solitary journey into the depth of his own psyche, just as it is an exploration often in ritualistic terms of life's greatest mysteries. This explains why so many Scorpios become adherents of organized religion or exacting philosophical systems. They believe that by dictating themselves to one strict formal paradigm, they have a shot at being led out of their adopted dogma will eat their negative karma. The sign of Scorpio corresponds to the age group 49 to 56, a time when one might feel the first chill of the autumn of life settling in. For men, especially, this becomes a time of solitary reflection when one is no longer distracted by the raising of a family as a building of a career. It is also often a time when many men divorce, start second marriages, or pursue dreams and desires long discarded. It can be a painful period fraught with a sense of disillusionment. One seeks true meaning and thus redemption for wasted time or energy. In a sense, Scorpio man is the 50-something fellow all his life. 
Like Orpheus, whose mystic religion introduced the notion of original sin to those cursory Apollonian Greeks, Scorpio feels himself born into a damnable state of affairs. Often hellbound, so a childhood upbringing where he was emotionally outcast if not treated like an all-out pariah. Mother love especially is seriously lacking for the Scorpio, who is typically born at a strained time in his parents' marriage or when the family is coping with hardship or in the extreme case even death. As a toddler, he may be made to feel like a a nuisance rather than embraced as a bundle of joy. And so he feels tainted um, as the same time he may take on the character others have rejected onto him, becoming a living terror to his family as well as a tormentor to other children, more psychologically bullying than physically so. It will be long, hard road from, from, from rejection to redemption and often bumpy as for those who come into contact with the Scorpio particularly in his childhood as a young adult. So I do definitely feel that Scorpio men, they fuck with you more on a psychological level. And that's why, um, be aware of that. Um, if you're not aware of how gaslighting and reverse psychology and all that shit works, I highly recommend you kind of educate yourself on that so that you can catch that shit. Because if not, they will control you through your fucking mind. It will be like literal mind control because they know how to just get you to feel like everything could be your fault or to kind of like somehow get themselves to get off the hook kind of. So like when I've been around Scorpios who try to do that shit, I'm like, well, you're not going to, you're not going to turn this on me. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll say that. I'm like, you're not going to turn this on me. You be open to what you did. That's your fuck up. Like, when it's my fuck up, I will apologize for it and I will call myself out. Otherwise, don't try to put your fucking bullshit, your fucking trauma and gaslighting shit on me to try to get me to do something or feel bad because you want me to do something. You know what I mean? So beware of that. Scorpios are good at that shit. Um... Okay, so it says the good news, though, is that he only becomes nicer as he gets older, growing through the elimination of the pain he acquired early on. This is true. The phrase children can be so cruel was probably first coined after Scorpio boy, whose notoriously devilish manner twists the might is the right framework of boyhood. So so nobly um, embodied, for example, by the Leo boy king into a sort of Lord of the Flies survival of the fittest mentality wherein the weak are to be rooted out and exterminated. And surprisingly, he doesn't make friends easily incurring the wrath of kinder kids who might, if called for, still kick his ass to the curb. Of course, his harassment of others is just mislaid retaliation for the treatment he receives at home, specifically by older siblings who tend to treat him as a non-personal. His hands-off parents offering little or no moral support. He may form many packs with other bullies hanging out on the fringe of child society picking on ways any picking on any so-called weaklings who cross this path eventually outgrowing such behavior and having formed a few to no close bonds scorpio retreat into an ever more satellite existence meanwhile his main his main manly planetary mars thrusts him into an early puberty Suddenly, he's the kid sitting in the back of the class, scribbling battle scenes and growing a beard such to the distaste of his still childlike peers 
who cannot help but label him strange. He's 11, he plays with G.I. Joes, but he's practically covered in pubic hair. It's not a pretty sight, at least not to those his age. But older girls see what his classmates do not. Even the odd female teacher will eyeball him with carnal intent. Tabloid magazine scenarios aside, Scorpio's mature looks tend tend to invite seduction at a tender age with some advances stemming from older boys or men. Whatever the case, early sexual behavior seems to be de rigueur for the Scorpio male. At once awakening hidden desires while perpetrating a sense of shame, if not sin, self-loathing only gives Scorpio more of a sting, and though he may at this point in his teenage years form a new friendships, he'll still come across as some modern-day Eddie Haskell bullying the little beavers. Of the world in every sense of the word, indeed of the male sign, Scorpio is most likely to exhibit a sadistic streak and though he's typically far more confrontational toward other guys, he can also be brutal to girls whom he doesn't necessarily find attractive, sexually teasing with the sting of negative attention while projecting a knowing sexual aura toward those he does. So that is it for the Scorpio man. And so let's go ahead and jump into the Scorpio woman. Okay. What lies beneath Scorpio woman, co-ruled by Mars and Pluto, is like fire and ice. The burning aggression and sexual urgency associated with the former planet encased in the frosty elliptical energy of the latter. Physically tiny, Pluto rules unseen regenerative uh, forces in the body at the cellular level. Just as psychologically, it rules for reform, reformational 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 oh my gosh i just can't read today workings of the subconscious from our earthy perspective the small most remote planet in the solar system soars to great heights or certain times then seems to dip far below medium range in the sky at others representing the heights and depths of the human experience simply one of scorpio's coterie of mysterious sign symbols the phoenix is mythically supported to die from a great altitude crashing and burning only to rise again anew from the ruin of its ashes not surprisingly pluto named for the roman god of the underworld greek hades is associated with the astrological percept of transformation via elimination originally an ancient female deity pluto was at one time synonymous with persephone who later devolved into the male god's wife Pluto Persephone is likewise etched into the mythos as being plunged into the depths of the underworld, heralding autumn only to return to the sunny surface world at spring. This is this this is Scorpio woman to a T. As anyone intimately associated with the female phoenix of the zodiac will readily accure there is no keeping her down. Indeed, it seems the harder she falls, the bigger she becomes once brushing herself off. There appears to be no, no end to the Scorpio's ability to reinvent herself. A survivor of the First Order, she endures life's natural disasters, both big and small, parlaying the most paralyzing setbacks into subsequent success in a per- perfect exp- expression of her trans- transformational planetary principle of growing by letting go. So, Scorpio women are fierce. Oh my god. Like, my mom is one... And to be honest, I feel like she is the reason why I'm so endurant when it comes to even relationships, just that she was a good woman to my dad. 
She did everything for us. She showed us how to show affection, love, and compassion. Like, uh, she's also a Pisces moon, which is funny because I'm a Pisces moon. But, um, and my sister is a Scorpio moon, which is, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, I just, you know, I feel like I'm blessed to have her because she is a strong woman. She doesn't take shit. She doesn't let anyone, like, if you try to make her look stupid, if you try to cross her and she will, she's not one to revenge you because she is Christian, but basically they all end up coming back. They all end up running back because they realized how amazing she was. And that's kind of in a way her own little revenge because she, you know, she lets people know she's kind of like how I am where she's like, you, you know, like once I'm gone, I'm gone. That's it. I'm not going to mess with you if you cross me. And that's her thing. She doesn't go and do mean things to people. She just removes herself from people because, you know, she has to think about, uh, being like, you know, like she always thinks, what would Jesus do? Like literally she does. And I'm just so happy to, have her as a mother because I feel like I feel like that's why I am so patient and understand Scorpios because like my mom she has you know the things where you know like Scorpios can blow up a lot or she can be very like um not critical but she just tells you how it is pretty much so and my mom has dealt with some really hard shit in her life and it's not my place to air it out and you know in public so that's why I'm just like I'm not going to go into detail, but she's been through some hardship, but she always comes out successful and prosperous. And she really is an amazing woman to, you know, really like, how can I say it? I don't know how to say this, but basically uh, she's, she's a great inspiration. Put it like that. Very great inspiration to me and my sister. Okay. So where was I? Okay. So it says, there appears to be no end to the Scorpio's ability to reinvent herself. A survivor of the First Order, she endures life's natural disasters, both big and small, parlaying the most paralyzing setbacks into subsequent success and a perfect expression of transformational planetary principle of growing by letting go. In Libra, the previous sign on the astrological wheel, the uber-feminine planet Venus rules a distinctively masculine air sign of of ideas the result is a pretty apollonian vision of the surface world with its requisite focus on a man-made order art and ideals and scorpio a masculine mars rulership is submerged into the depths of this richly feminine sign giving rise to a synthonian view of existence the term meaning subterranean denotes the underside of life in um every aspect from the wormy womb tomb of nature herself to the dark recess of the human subconscious to the bubbling chemistry or buzzy physics of life as the micro microcosmic level Chthonian I hope it's not Chthonian but it's, it might be Chthonian I don't know Chthonian is yet another title given to the black Demeter or Pluto Persephone as she is called in her death goddess aspect here in the zodiacal third quadrant of mind, the focus of its native signs, Libra, Scorpio, and Sagittarius, is primarily on the perception of existence. Scorpio delves into the subjective, aforementioned, Chthonian re- realities, specifically those of the subconscious with the objective pr- purpose of isolating and catal- cataloging 
if not rooting out what she discovers there. While Libra woman, the fairest of them all, holds the mirror up to the world, bidding others to consciously reflect upon high ideals and principles, Scorpio woman is like Alice, though the looking through the looking glass, bound to investigate the wonderland of her own psyche. As any actor worth his, his salt will tell you, this is what the dramatic craft is all about. Having to firm a grasp on one's own inner life is to draw upon it to will. No wonder, no wonder so many actresses are Scorpios. They possess the required death. Nobody has a better handle on her own feelings than the Scorpio woman. As the Zodiac's only fixed water sign, the element symbolizing emotion she seeks to control sensations so as to never have it control her. Indeed, this fixed water status can often make her seem frozen. Pluto's remote energy keeps Mars' impulsive expression in check, allowing Scorpio a comfortable distance from feelings, meaning she rarely acts rashly upon them. To her mind, carrying on in any manner, whether with angry outbursts, crying jags, sentimentalism, or even excess enthusiasm or elation is all a blatant waste of energy that could and should be put to other uses. The ability to contain and control... What the rest of us experience as spontaneous sensations makes her a most cool-headed character. She is uncannily composed under pressure or in times of crisis, never flustered by unexpected circumstances, not easily swayed by flattery, not even hurt by outright results. The Scorpio woman doesn't feel victimized, daunted, or even challenged by others' intentions to thus affect her. By the, by the same token, the fixed water crystallization of Scorpio's emotional life dictates that she experiences her own feelings as facts. Other people have humble opinions, but Scorpio has all the answers. In relationships, especially, it is, it is typically her way or the highway. So this is true. Um, I've heard some things related to like men dealing with Scorpio women because they, they just don't fuck around and they tell you how it is, like I said you know, like if you don't do how they want you to do, they're not going to fucking waste their time there, like period. And, um, to me, I, you know, it it can be a blessing and a curse because you don't want to like, you can't, you can't always have everything your way, but, um, you can have standards, put it like that. So, um, yeah, Scorpio women, they don't, they just don't mess around when it comes to that stuff. And there was something else I want to talk about, but I kept going. Um, yeah, that, the, that's the other thing is that um, it said that Scorpio women don't feel victimized. And I feel like they don't. I don't know what it is, but to me, I feel like the Scorpio ma- man seems to feel like he is the victim. And then that's when I feel like, like, especially when they want to fuck around with your psychological, you know, like putting things on you when they know they've done wrong, they'll try to play the victim and then like fuck with you like mentally, like it was your fault when really it was theirs. But I don't see that with Scorpio women. It says, uh, Scorpio's beliefs are non-negotiable. Her likes and dislikes are definitive. Her inscrutable hunches, self evident, the whole of her mental framework, a consolidation of subjective views into a hard and fast system of personal truths as airtight in formulation as Einstein's theory of relatively relativity and just as easy to disprove. Perception beyond the five senses is one of the attributes of the eight astrological house. Indeed. No, 
I'm sorry, my cat is trying to get in everything. Oh my god. I had to hit the bed, so if you heard that, that was like the bed being hit. While Libra woman projects her thought forms into the astral plane by waving her wand of idealization, Scorpio operates in the reverse psychic, psychically drawing experience to her like a crystal ball attuned to what life might have in store. With such an advantage, she picks and chooses opportunities inviolably holding most obstacles. Like all fixed signs, especially those whose sex is aligned with gender polarity of their sign, as are the females of the feminine sign of Taurus and Scorpio. The spider woman operates as a magnet. In fact, what, what, what Scorpio woman teaches the rest of us by example is that less is more. That those who fight for finical hunt down and are meticulously planned their ambitions are often too narrowly focused, blind to the big picture, and unable to recognize what life might naturally afford them. A spider, after all, doesn't need to talk, stalk its prey. Similarly, lest we forget that scorpion is an arachnid. Um, Scorpio woman isn't compelled to make life happen or to build a future. As the, per, as the personification of the in, unseen intelligence of nature, one that knows the appropriate seasonal time for every purpose, Scorpio waits her turn, 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 trusting in the cyclical character of existence, jumping on the carousel of time when the right opening comes around. Patience for the Zodiac spider is the ultimate virtue. So yes, Scorpio women are very patient. They will wait. They will wait around until it's their time to kind of either, you know, strike. Meanwhile, she spends her time weaving a perfect web for trapping the bounty she feels entitled to amass. To Scorpio, preparing for her good is paramount and is mainly entails removing any and all impediments to its ascension. Another uh, crucial quality of the 8th house, and one that particularly pertains to Scorpio woman's psychology, is self-sacrifice. This all-important element of of elimination that gives rise to her personal growth is truly the crooks of her being. It's a dynamic with roots in her earliest childhood. Scorpio is typically born at a time when her family's life is distorted, disordered, though often a happy chaos characterized by geographic change or the jumble of many children. Her parents tend to be remote both individually and a couple allowing for a loose, undisciplined atmosphere. Her father may be an especially absent entity. Rather than adding to the confusion or becoming lost in the shuffle, Scorpio Girl becomes instead the voice of authority, regardless of the birth order, taking on a parental role, and generally sorting out the domestic metal by pointedly telling everybody else what to do and when to do it. Her blatant biasness is welcomed by both parents, while her siblings see her as an anchor granting her superior status in return for the constant support and definition she brings to the to their world. Working in tandem with her somewhat more lenient mother, they form one complete maternal presence. Scorpios tend to have a close, respectful relationship with their mothers. Scorpio's rootedness is considered invaluable to everyone concerned, winning her the, the role of family treasure. And taking on such a vital position, however, Scorpio generally sacrifices a carefree childhood, digging down and taping, tapping into her latent maturity well before it might otherwise have emerged. She strives for stillness, weaving that spider web around her own emotional issues to chew on later so that she might also create a more stable environment in which she and her siblings can meet their myriad challenges. School, family, obligations, the formation of friendships, and ultimately the 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 negotiation of sexual issues. 
From a perspective of calm, the family with a Scorpio female in its midst is marked by solidarity amongst siblings who rally around one another in all for one spirit of survival. With yours truly leading the group, cheer emboldening them with her inherent sense of superiority. By her digging in and choreographing their so-called turmoil, the chaotic pressure of family life is systematically honed into charismatic power. To the to the Chinthonian scorpion mind, life is supposed to be random and unruly. It only becomes utter pandemonium though through our panicky reactions to to it. If one gives okay, if one gives in to chaos, it will in turn give way to natural order. The trick she learns is to clear a path of providence by obliterating an obstacles in its path. It's a little wonder then that Scorpio woman is the zodiac's personification of the destroyer goddess. So my mom was also one of them, uh, one of those women who kind of really, I saw her self-sacrifice and that kind of was instilled to me and my sister, especially as mothers. And that's why I feel like if you're like a mother of really like, like babies, you and your babies can look amazing. It doesn't have to be everything only for the child. And I hope this doesn't come out wrong because I'm not saying just forget your child, but I feel like society has made it where women like it's like if a woman looks good with her child then the woman is looked at like oh she's only focusing on herself she's selfish and you know I used to do that I used to let myself kind of go a little bit um where I would make sure my kids had the best you know because that's just how it is for me I wanted my kids to have the best it wasn't about me no more in my opinion but now that I look back I'm like no um when they're babies especially I can look good right along with them. So eventually I do want to have one more, one more child. Um, and I know that this time with this child, I'm definitely not going to make those mistakes uh, that I did with my other two children. So, um, yeah, uh, it's just sometimes you like that can, it's okay to sacrifice at certain times, but sometimes it can be like, like it said, a crux to your existence. Like it said for Scorpio women and my mom did that a lot. So I felt like I kind of learned me and my sister both learned that from her kind of telling you she's a very strong woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her sign is steeped in associations with underworld afterlife figures, such as Persephone, just as the Scorpio eighth astrological house governs the concept of death as well as regeneration. As the symbols of Virgo and Scorpio respectively suggest, these two signs are related most poignantly through their sharing of the Demeter archetype, the capital M's being interpreted as variations on Mother Earth. In mythology, this Earth goddess virgin aspect core is abducted by Hades Pluto as the autumnal equinox, which makes the end of Virgo. Later, she transforms into Persephone, the death crone, Mother Earth in a deep freeze, who haunts the autumnal sign of Scorpio. Persephone, by all accounts, isn't the happiest camper, at least not at first. Like Scorpio woman, her happy-go-lucky childhood aspect has been entirely sacrificed, albeit in order that she might wield a power so great as to scare the bejesus out of anyone, god or man alike. She is death, giving a person either the thumbs up or, or down on whether or where they might spend eternity. She is the last word, the bottom line. This is the same role Scorpio woman plays in life, the only... The one who ultimately calls the shots in all her relationships, like Persephone, sitting motionless on her cold jeweled throne, deadpan, Scorpio releases her opinions like edicts, 
deciding the fate of everyone she encounters always in terms of what they might offer her. Others barely exist for the Scorpio except insofar as they relate to her family exists, friends exist, enemies don't. She doesn't have any as she immediately eliminates such negative distractions from her life. Yeah, they don't keep those people around. That's one thing that I admire about Scorpios. When they're done with someone, they are done. Like, they don't fuck around. So that's what I'm saying. You double-cross them, that's it. There's no going back. And they don't forgive. They're more grudge holders. So good luck with that if you're planning on doing that. All people are pawns. She just prizes some pawns more than others, purposefully pushing them forward in this game called life. Like Scarlett O'Hara in Gone with the Wind, presumably, presumably referring to Ashes, if not Ashley. Scorpio woman takes matters into her own hands, penned by Margaret Michelle or Mar- Margaret Mitchell and played on film by Vivian Leigh, both Scorpios. Scarlet is the Persephone archetype incarnate. Plunged into ruin, her beloved Tar- Tara, named for the Gaelic Demeter, pillaged her mother like her own youthful aspect destroyed Scarlet must rise phoenix like from the cinders are just for her own survival but for that of her entire brood she thus embraces her troubles unearths the root vegetable snack puts on some drapes says fiddle dd i'll think about it tomorrow and it starts manipulating to the hell out of people to get back on top mitchell even gives us hades pluto in the form of the black clad rhett butler pluto means riches and it's and it is mainly rhett's green Backs that Scarlet is after embodying her eighth house attributes of both sex and other people's money. Scorpio woman isn't necessarily above trading one for the other. She doesn't subscribe to any pristine puritanical vision of her sexuality, seeing no good reason not to use it to her best advantage. Nothing the Scorpio does, in fact, could diminish the high esteem she has for herself. And as we've seen, life struggle and pressures only make her harder as and more valuable to others. Whether you take Persephone paralyzed in her uh, crystal palace, bejeweled by Pluto as recompense for her imprisonment, or Scarlet O'Hara vowing to never go hungry again, soaring from the ashes of calamity to new wealth as a kept woman, the, this fixed water lady's determination and expression of her science model, I desire, only becomes that much more crystallized amid chaos. Like a diamond, the verniliger ice, the hardest, purest, most perfect crystal, her worth and beauty, particu- particularly the inner kind, only increases the longer she remains rooted in pressure cooker of, of Chinthonian nature. Scorpio woman periodically embarks on deep psychological descents, generally not more than twice or three times in her life, while an individual bout might last up to a year or more. There, These are not the baby blues, folks, but sometimes something darker and more profoundly, if not turbulently, indigo. This Chinthonian realm is that of internal mysterious f- feminine and is the purest personification of, a, of this archetypal energy. Scorpio has subliminal tempest raging inside her her regardless of the cold lids she might be keeping on them as these crucial times in her life and they do surface as crooks she fe- she feels fairly forced into self-reflection as it is nobody sh- uh, else imposes the power of concentration that she does evident if one is ever to glimpse the scorpio at work particularly on a creative project she often appears to be in a trance the same ability to shut out externals and delve Deep into her own subconscious becomes a bit of a curse is that she can't suddenly on command put a cap on the fathomless connection she feels. 
thus when others might be able to repress underlying ex excitation in their psyches or not be able to make contact with its workings even if they try the scorpio has no choice but to be swallowed up into the pit like persephone and face every less secret skeleton demon and craving that for most people would be quietly lurking in the subconscious but for her are building bonfires and waging holocaust there Again, her motto, I desire, points no mere whim, but suggests a distillation of wants and needs into a diamond-hard determination. When she does ultimately resurface, she does so with an air of dead calm, as if, like her totem phoenix, she is wholly renewed with nary a trace of the torments that had threatened to overcome her. So that's it, you guys, for the Scorpio man and woman. I hope you enjoyed that to me. I don't know, like... I kind of question, like, really continue with this. And I, if I didn't say it at the beginning, I read from the book's astrology, the astrology of sex and the sexes, because I don't know. I feel like these are just, they're more so of describing, like, the house and the planet. And it's like toward the very end is when they kind of really get into the actual Scorpio woman or man. So, I mean, if you guys enjoy this, I hope so. But um, I just figured why not just kind of add that in there. But the next episode, of course, will be the Scorpio sex and relationships. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Be safe. Don't forget that the Scorpio collection is officially live on Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy. So please give it a look. Please, you know, support my business for Christmas gifts and all that good juicy stuff. Um, they're, they're really beautiful. They're totally worth it. And um, happy shopping if you decide or, you know, just take a look around, see what you like and all that good stuff. But you guys have a wonderful day. I love you so much and take care.